At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, Legit Batters, we don't really do ads, but if you feel the need to support our dumb show, you can subscribe on Rockfin for all of our shows, plus bonus member shows, or on Patreon for audio versions. Oh my God, this sounds so scripted, it's terrible. No, read it like that the whole time. No, I can't. Yes, do it. Okay, or click on the affiliate link in the notes to support <laughs> awesome companies. I don't know who wrote these notes. Oh, yeah, it's me. If you don't feel like s- sending bullshit fiat currency to us, just share the show with a friend or give us a rating or review. You know, standard podcast shit. Actually, that could be said without the radio voice. Oh, well, maybe I'll put in a fart noise. <laughs> But we also accept sweet nothings in the form of DMs or emails. Seriously. That's actually more appreciated. We don't need your money. We just want loves. We don't need your money. It'd be cool. But I mean, if you don't want to buy us a beer, that's fine. You can just uh, say, hey, you guys are awesome. Or say, you guys suck. Those are funny too. No, it's like hanging out. When you go out and hang out with your friends at a show, just say you're at a concert. Would you be more excited that they were there and that you got to spend time with them or if they bought you a beer? I guess it would depend on your alcohol dependency levels, but yeah, we don't have that. We are just no. excited to be hanging out with you guys. That's it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show and uh, support however you fucking want. Thank you. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing? 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 I like sucking. Legit bad podcast. You're killing me, Smalls. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Hey. Hello. Hello, people. Welcome to Legit Bat. Thanks oh, for joining. Hi. Oh, hi. Quick intro for everybody. It was like, smash for all day. Well, yeah, I, the video thing I'm still working on. But you I'm Joe. I feel like I need to up my production game. Like, that was sweet. Good job. This is not that much production, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looks like it. Yeah. it. A lot of it's on, on my phone. But uh, I'm Joe, Jen's with me, Ben's here, and Lene, guest joining us I, in the corner behind the logo. Here, I'll take the logo down so you can see. There you go. Oh. And uh, of course, our guest, Lindsay from Rogueways. And do we have anything, any housekeeping off the tie? I don't think so. We don't usually do that. So, Lindsay, how's it going? Uh, you have a new book out called The Key. Tell us about that. And actually, introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't know who you are yet. Hi, I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I, this is funny. I'm a Hi Lindsay. Hi. Um, I'm a I am a spiritual teacher and guide and I host a show called Rogue Ways at Middle Path. Um, and I teach people how to unlock their spiritual gifts as well as helping them down their spiritual path. Um, and I swear a lot as well. So it's a fun combo. And I do have this new yes. book. 
Um, this is funny. I did this book, The Key of Transformational Healing. We can talk all about it if you would like to. But one of my friends, I published it, you know, we went to this event together and he was like, he was his wife actually was like, Hey, I heard you published your book. Like, good job, congratulations. And he was like, it's only 70 pages. It's not that long. <laughs> and I was like, he's right though. It is very short actually. And so it's not the, uh, a, you know, super big accomplishment that writing a book can be and that some of my other books have been, but holy shit, is it packed with dense, beautiful, loving information. So I, it's amazing. I'm glad. Hey, it's not I the size of your book. It's the, uh, you know, the way you use your information and it would take yeah. me years to write that I much. It, yeah, it took me, uh, <laughs> it took me uh, forever to write like a six page essay for school. So I can't imagine writing that many words all in one place and having it make any coherent sense. So good and job. Transformational healing too. If you do it right, doesn't take a lot of time. It does take a lot of, once you have the knowledge, you have to take, like, I don't know, keep going. There's like housekeeping you have to do with yourself, but the answers, that's all pretty pretty short you know nailed it yes that's exactly yeah, right yeah no need to be verbose this is what i always say to people too because it's like god we all spend so much time like avoiding healing we're like i don't want to deal with that and this is why we like push it away and cut it off and we're like i'm not doing that <laughs> this is how we get our wounds and this is how we get our neuroses and our issues and like, that's actually way harder. Like you're just like dragging it out all these years. And every time anything similar comes up, you're like, oh, that hurts again. Like, oh God. And then you have to like cover over it again and pretend it didn't happen again. And like so much effort and energy is expended. And like you said, Jen, when you just uh, do it, just like dive in and just like get it over with, let it out. It sucks in the process itself, the moment itself. The moment lasts way less time than you think it's going to. And then it's past. And when you come out the other side, you're like shinier and brighter and lighter and everything is easier and you laugh more and you're happier. Like, why wouldn't you do this? I'm like a junkie now. I'm like, cool. What else can we heal? Let's do this. Come on. Well, we all know you were a junkie. Well, you smoked a lot of crystal meth. Yeah. Yes. So good tra good transformation ben sorry go ahead and have a lag no you're fine that's why i just kind of go uh and then i wait um <laughs> well no i was going to say uh I, a lot of people actually hang on to their baggage and use it they enjoy having the biggest trophy of fucked upness past that they can kind of lay down as a fucking trump card and be like oh i got a story for you and they and then it's like well is it really all that traumatic if you're kind of using it to your benefit? And then they use it as a crutch where it's like, Hey, do you want to fucking go do this? Mm, I can't be around fireworks. I saw one really bad when I was 18 months old and I shit myself and I can't go back and see fireworks. Now and I shit like, myself every single time I see fireworks. Every, I can't, I can't even, yeah, there you go. Setting it up. I can't even see one on a movie about fireworks without shitting the bed. It's like, okay, if that's what you, if, if, if you're hanging on to it, whether, I mean, there's a lot of people that they literally can't move past walls, whether it be in therapy, uh, meditation and a lot of other things. And it takes a lot for them to even begin that, that process. And, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, that was just my input for that. It's, it's like attention seeking, which is most people most of the time, right? And that, but it's also this ticket out of whatever they want, 
right? Anything, yeah. anytime. Like, beep, that here's my ticket. Card. I don't have to do that, actually. And you have to give me attention. Right. Uh, I'm very special. I don't know if you noticed this about me, but I'm very different. And this was what I loved to do with my uh, students because they often were like that. They've been told they have ADHD or they've been told that they have depression. They've been told that they have anxiety or whatever else. So they're like, actually, I have anxiety and I don't know, so I can't do that. And I'd be like, oh, all right, let's compare notes. Like I have ADD, ADHD, PTSD, CPTSD. I think that's the one that trumps most of them, actually. Maybe like schizophrenia and some other things are above that in the pile of badness. Uh, but that's a pretty big one. Anxiety, depression. Like, do you want me to go on? Because these are all real diagnoses. I've been given. Um, but look at me. I'm your teacher. <laughs> I have all the anagrams. Leave me alone. I had to do all the things that you're doing, but like times 5,000 to get this job. So uh, yeah, you don't get to tell me that you can't do that. And like, yeah. you don't understand. I'm like, I literally just proved to you I understand. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm leading by example. Yes. And uh, when most of these people who use these escapes, you know, and use these trump cards or, you know, use their old traumas as like a badge to um, get more attention and do all this. Most of them don't have people who call them on their shit. And so it really, it's an right. awesome trick to play on somebody to call them on that <laughs> bullshit. Cause they're like, ah, how dare you? Especially if you know what you're talking about. Cause so people right. who feel it, they sense it, like they know it's not right and they want to call them on it, but they like don't have all the right words or like understandings. Cause we don't really talk about that very much in public. Uh, instead, we talk about like, we need to have more mental health awareness and we need to have, we need to take away the stigma. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the fucking stigma has been gone for like a We grip. need to have more mental health vetting where it's yeah. like, hey. Like, are uh, you actually mentally ill or are you just let's, going through let's, some uh, shit? Let's go down this road. And here's the thing. If we can prove that you have it, well, we'll just consider it the first step on your journey of healing. Yes. Yeah, it's more like a road sign, right? Or like a target. Like, okay, yeah, you're experiencing depression. So that's our target then is to like deal with the depression, help help you relieve yourself of the depression, not to just put this hat on and never take it off again. Yep, depression, that's what I am. That's all I'm ever going to be. Never have to do anything again. Ha ha. Bye, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's There's so easy. Depression people, out. <laughs> people love it, though. It's comfortable because they don't know any other way. So when you have right. to look inside yourself and figure some shit out that you have going on, you're going to go through some hard times because you have to look at yourself in a different way than you've ever seen it. And it's very difficult. But like you said, when you come out on the other side, there's a whole new world out there and depression isn't really a part of it. So. Yeah. And you get that perspective too, of saying like, yeah, that actually was temporary, even as bad as it was, even though you can suffer some pretty horrendous traumas in life. Uh, and even that you come out the other side and you're like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I can do that actually. And if I can do that, I can do anything. <laughs> okay, I'm unstoppable. Actually. It's like, you're building your, um, efficacy, uh, and that is really important for us to be able to do anything we want in life, feel empowered. Uh, and that's another thing I love about this book, The Key of Transformational Healing, because it's really about taking the power into your own hands to do literally anything. It's much more about our spiritual dimension than our emotional. Uh, it doesn't deal with any of the things we've been talking about so far, except that um, 
it acknowledges as all spiritual paths should that as you're walking them you're going to deal with your shit like it's gonna happen and if it doesn't you're not going to be walking the spiritual path anymore um because that is actually people don't um often think of them as one and the same but they are one and the same uh and, and you can look at this from so many different points of view too like different um practices like psychology if you compare psychology and what uh, shamanic people do uh, it's almost exactly the same thing if you compare it to um, even behavioral modification it's like often very similar so there's all these components from our various materialist sort of well, some people would not uh, agree with that they wouldn't agree that those, those are the soft scientists or, or sciences they're less materialist but still from all of these different perspectives and see that we're doing the same thing every time. And when we, even when we say like what we've said so far, you come out the other side, you're brighter, you're shinier, you're uplifted more, you're lighter. That has a spiritual dimension and component, right? And, you know, I explain to people and they're like, yeah, but what do I actually do to like become psychic or like to understand or to like see the future or to be able to channel things or whatever? And I'm like, this is what you do. <laughs> you do heal yourself because all that shit is actually in the way, right? Because when you're dealing with all that shit, even if it's shit, especially if it's shit that you've repressed, and you've tried to push me and pretend like you're not experiencing, even though you are, um, it's still there. In fact, it's like all around you and you're like aura, whatever you want to call it, that spiritual, that soul space around you. It's just sitting there and it's like, it's like, it's waiting at the door. Right. And it keeps me like knocking. And then you keep being like, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> right. And then one day you're like, oh, I guess, what are you doing there? Oh, okay. And when you get that out of the way, now it's no longer in that psychic space, that soul space or whatever. So something else is, and it's brightness and it's clarity and it's the informational field that we actually all always have connection with all the time, period. A hundred percent of living things do. It's not a special thing that like some people have and some people don't. Um, so healing and learning to be more spiritual or psychic or spiritually gifted or whatever you want to call it, they're the same thing. They're the exact same thing. Very interesting. Is that so? Where do you go in the book with that, though? Is that uh, was that the whole book? I'm just kidding. I like to say, yeah, basically it's only 70 pages. Um, I like to say that I don't go anywhere because my experience of this was that it came from somewhere else beyond me, and it would fill my head word by word, and I would type them out. So I have begrudgingly learned to call that channeling, and so I feel this is a channeled book. So I even say on the back of it, unlike my other books, that I am blessed to have channeled this message for you, uh, and that is how I feel about it. I didn't write this book. I just typed it. It makes you cringe to say that. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I really hate that. I still have a huge huge block against that term um because there was so many years where i was like fuck these people who are like i've channeled tour and he says on july 7th the world is gonna burn and like and i could never have none yeah, really because i just channeled in the other day and he said fuck you exactly and i'm like this is all such bullshit. i was talking to the archangel michael and metatron saw me and then i talked to bigfoot yeah that's the feeling i get well that's, that's what i was gonna yep. okay. sorry I was just going to say that's when you're really channeling, when you're really meditating, when you're really doing these things, you don't come out saying those things. And I'm not trying to generalize it. Everyone's experience is different, but you don't, from my experience, come out feeling special over other people. You feel united with everyone as a part of everything. You don't want to individualize above somebody else and say like, oh, I can do this now. I channeled this person. Like, I don't, 
I did not feel that way. And like, I've changed my tune. So since we've started our show, I've been like into super spiritual woo craziness ever since I did a meditation that I talk about pretty frequently on our show that you told me to do like a year ago. And I've totally changed my tune since January about that. And I did, and my healing, like I just did a self love meditation and I didn't even want to do ben it. Ben does that all the time. I actually thought it was dumb. So like, Lynn, I do Only have to about say two like, minutes. you wrote in the instructions, you're like, you might cry, like let the tears flow. And I looked at it and I was like, gay, like, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> like get real. Like I'm that's stupid. But I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. I just want to do whatever. And I, but I did the protection. So I did everything that you said to do. And it was just, and I let things happen to me. I didn't make it and it came and it was 10 minutes and it totally changed my life. Now, I'm not going to say it made everything better 100% all the time. I still had bad days. I was tested. I have been tested more and more and more ever since then, maybe because I notice it and I'm recognizing it and it's in my face, but it did not make me come out of it and say like, oh, I'm better now and I'm better than everyone else and I can see this and that and I channeled whatever fucking Metatron. <laughs> like it, it doesn't do that. When, you, when it really works, when you're really open to experiencing that love from the universe and from everything and you just know that we're all connected it's weird yeah um, well this so first i'll say that didn't come from me that was your guides telling you that you should do that practice and they told you you should do that exactly for that reason because you actually needed it and actually released something and it actually transformed you i'll also add can you imagine if you did that all the time <laughs> not even just that practice necessarily, but that much presence where you're like, okay, I'm really going to do this. I'm really going to sink into it. I'm really going to let myself be in this space and as centered in it as possible and see what happens with that exact amount of like humility of like, I don't know. And yeah, it is, it does feel fucking kind of gay and I kind of hate this. Right. But then you're like, holy shit, actually. And this is why I teach these things and try to share these things with people because i've seen the effect in my own life and i'm like if i can transform this much like anybody can i like to tell people that when i was young um when i was about 12 uh people would give me compliment they'd be like Lindsay, you look nice today and i'd be like fuck you and like walk away and be like <laughs> whoa like i told you a nice oh. thing and i'm like i don't know how to handle nice things i hate nice things i hate bad things i hate all things i hate all of you like and now i'm here like oh just now you're sounding like ben yeah. that's ben <laughs> ben doesn't like like most things that no that's right. exactly just just to backtrack a little bit to go to what jen was saying um about she's been tested and she, you know this that and the other and I'm, the first thing that popped in my head is like well yeah the the and not to sound, it's going to sound super faggy, but like the brighter that you consider your own internal light or spiritual light, the brighter that it shines, the more that you're going to notice the darkness. The The dimmer you are, the less you realize it's around you because you're not bright. Um, there was an old saying that I heard, you realize that you're not doing the right thing when you feel no resistance, because the more right that you do, the more you'll feel the resistance because it goes against the grain. Most people are either geared towards being idle or choosing to do wrong occasionally, this, that, and the other. To go to what you were saying about channeling being a dumb term, uh, I was just gonna say, I can't channel shit. So if I was even, be stop it. If I was even beginning to try to write a book and just let it fly, whatever it was that was, that would not be a good read for anybody it would just be all like cocksucker motherfucker like it would just all day for like pages on it 
It might be really good for you, though. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I do. I could just like let it out. <laughs> I do have periods of writing. It's uh, I don't do it very often. Um, and it's usually more of an of a of a negative release outlet for me. It's it's uh, I was told a long time ago when I was in the academy, it was like if you're dealing with something, even if you'd never find the answer, write it all out. And then if that's as far as you get, but you feel better, you can burn it, throw it away, do whatever you want. Just don't go back to it because it can draw you back to the same place. <clears throat> so that that was what I always did. But um, yeah, I don't think I could I don't think I could come up with any I, 70 pages is amazing. It's also my kind of book because I could do that in a day and then I could be done with it and I feel a little bit more accomplished. But if I tried to write 70 pages worth of shit, it, oh, that, that's, I would not ask anybody to publish that. Like, that's I would not actually a good read idea. that, dude, only because you're my brother and I know you and I know that I would, I would totally, that's my bathroom. You also reader. know my writing. <laughs> yeah. So, Lindsay, where can we find your book? Because I really, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's totally good. Um, I was just curious about the whole, you talking about channeling and this information just kind of coming in. Um, like, I don't know your whole background as far as where these spiritual guides come from, if you guys have covered that, or if you kind of think that information is something um, like tapped into an Akashic record kind of an idea, or where do you think all of that information is like being channeled coming through or from, yeah. I guess I should say. That's a great question. The My my conception of what people call the Akashic record is just the informational field that's literally in every single molecule and cell and right just that energy all the time right yeah, like right any, any photon of light like this is a fractal holographic structure that we're in whatever you want to call that some people think right it's like a matrix we're trapped in and some people think this is just the field that we create together and it doesn't even really mm -hmm. matter but all of it contains all of it so and that's why i emphasize that anybody can it everybody is tapped into it you are literally it <laughs> but right. whether or not you can clearly understand it in your conscious mind is a very different story and that is just a matter of practice some people are born doing it and that's their own special cool gift and so when we say like oh some people are gifted like yeah some people are gifted in so many ways some people are born just painting like they can paint like masterpieces by the age of four and you're like what the hell like i have to work really hard if i want to paint something but i can paint and i even I call get that to their level. yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that, so we're all, so this is also known as the intrinsic data field by some, if you're in the radionic sort of sphere, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same thing to me. And that people get right. angry at me sometimes because I am the one who's like, yeah, this is all the same. And I'm also like, Jesus, Jesus right. is Jesus. Jesus is awesome. There's other forms of Jesus that people call different things, actually. And it's the same energy. Yep. We're filtering it Absolutely. through our right so i i'm Absolutely. that person and some people get real mad because they're like that's not what jesus that's not what the akashic records are i'm like that's your thing that's my thing is this is how it all works um i think, so, I think we got into part, that last time didn't we the jesus thing where you're like jesus rocks and like is it that uh that egregore or like uh tulpa type of feeling where jesus has power in his name because so many people think it does that it actually creates that power i think we went into that last time yeah. We we definitely did. And if I'm not mistaken, verbatim, what she said was, yeah, man, Jesus is a rad dude. He's a good one. And I was all I was like, I don't think I have ever heard such a hippie way of saying, yeah, Christ rocks, bro. 
yeah. It's totally real though. Like there, so in, when I did my, I didn't even mention this and it's really quick, but when I did, it was a self love meditation, 10 minutes. I came out of that and literally it didn't, didn't happen in the meditation after that. Like, as I was just experiencing my day, it just came into my head that God was real. And it wasn't anything I was consciously thinking. It was like there, it was just coming in. I was drying my hair and I was like, oh, wow, we're like all part of the same thing. God is real. And I felt like such a hippie fucking weirdo. I hated it and loved it at the same time, but it was so strange because I wasn't looking for God and it wasn't Bible God. It was something totally different, but it, there's this creator or Jesus or God, whatever you want to call it, but it's not what we're taught in the King James Bible. Yes, no, very much not. And uh, I love that you share that because um, so many people, and I've said it too, right? Like, I hate this term. And you're like, I hate this shit. And we're like, that's all gay. Like we, <laughs> and we do that for a reason because we have been presented with like a shitload of hucksters and people who are just false, right? And people who are like, oh, I'm this and I'm very special. And so you should treat me very special. And it's like, I'm fucking special too. Why don't you treat me special? Like I'm just as special as you, you know? And that attitude and that poisoning, like we've all seen it and we reject it. So we've like associated all these things with all of that, but that's not what any of those things are. Those people are misusing it, abusing it, or they don't even know it actually they literally probably maybe have never even connected with it in the same way that many of us have they just know they can make money they can get people to worship them they can get their narcissistic shit satisfied in this way and it's easy for them and it's and it is easy because there's a lot of people who are very hurt and very damaged and want that connection they want that they want feeling that. they want to feel special and that's what's really hard about it. That's, that's why it attracts so many of these people. So when we get like the real thing and we can actually connect ourselves and experience that, it is like life changing, right? And then, but then we revert back to that, like, oh, but it's stupid. Like, it's not actually, it's just that thing. We just, we actually need to just be clear in ourselves. What do I actually hate? It's not channeling. It's the people who pretend to channel and then use it for their own gratification. Uh, whereas, yes, you know, we talked about humility and I'm like, Every time something like this comes through me, I'm like, wow, like, thanks. Like, why, why me? I don't know, but I'm happy to be here in whatever way this needs to come through like that. Cool. Thank you so much for allowing me to. And even talking about it sometimes is hard for me because I'm like, I don't even want to pretend like this is mine. Like, it's not. <laughs> I, it's hard for me. Right. And it's hard to say. And uh I just am so humbled by it. And so part of that humility is, I think, the key of why it continues to come, right? And I also, there's like a reverse aspect of that, where when I encounter some of these guides or beings or uh, energies, I, I am incredibly humbled by them, but I'm also not in any way like groveling or like, oh, I'm not worthy and like whatever. I'm just like, cool, this is amazing and humbling and I love you so much. And now what are we gonna do? What do, what do you need? What do you got? Like, let's get to business. And I think they really appreciate that because they're like, cool. Like, yeah, we don't need all of these like trappings of like, oh Lord. And like, let me like bow and all this. So I mean, if you want to, you can do that. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, but they, I think they're like, sick of people i think because it's i think people do that also very shallowly and fakely they're like oh i'm supposed oh, yeah. to bow now so it's, I'm gonna bow. it's to appear it's to appear humble yeah so that it's they can draw in what truly humble people draw in without actually wanting it humble people aren't looking for that reaction so therefore the opposite of that is looking for it so they appear humble to get exactly what they actually want yes 
That's exactly yeah, it's the it's job. the way that uh growing up in a church, it's the way that they had to end every prayer with in Jesus' <sighs> name we pray. And it had to be it had to follow a certain cadence, almost like it was a magical spell, you could say. Mm -hmm. But it was uh this weird thing where it had to be very religious every time, which they very also made sure to say it's not a religion, but we do these same things at the same time every day, but it's not religion. <laughs> it's, it's what the Bible Nonsense. calls pharisaical and they would actually, uh, the church we grew up and would actually call people out on being pharisaical and being fake and hypocritical. And I'm like, you're doing the same fucking thing. I don't feel any, yep. any, uh, honesty or, uh, genuineness coming from you at all in this practice. You're just rotely saying all this stuff all the time. And it's just, that's just how you are. And I, I'm going to go ahead and reject that now and go find my own way. So the way that you uh, put it, though, too, is the humility keeps it coming or keeps it going. I think you're on to something there because I don't think the gods or the whatever are looking for someone to grovel and kiss their feet. Maybe some of them are, but that one might be the devil. So yeah. I'm thinking that the, the real <laughs> ones are going to be like, no, talk to me like I'm your bro. Like, we're, we can just talk like you don't have to go out in the forest and light a candle and do this if that works for you sure but like you could just talk to me normally you don't have to be all fucking weird about it you don't have to go to a church and sing weird hymns please don't do that we hate those songs they're so probably much. so sad oh, seeing God. it so fake it's so fake yeah they're like no that's what we meant and they know it's fake they gotta i mean if we know it's fake the they gods or whatever definitely know it's fake and they're like this is gross for sure you can tell this is and gross well it's hard for them to get down to that level where they can unlock all of those spiritual feelings inside of themselves because they want something and wanting something anything other than just a healing or just to take what comes to you is not going to end how you want it to you're not going to channel anything or get psychic it's not going to happen if you're like i'm going to get psychic right now i'm going to be special i'm going to be the best those are the last things <laughs> that's exactly there. what happened with you though you you weren't expecting shit you're like i'm gonna do the stupid shit Lindsay said i'm gonna <laughs> it was, do what I didn't happens. Say it was stupid no no no, no i'm 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 uh, paraphrasing so what what i said i did look at it and say okay i'm not gonna cry Lindsay. whatever i don't know why you think i'd cry i started the meditation and I immediately hugged myself as an infant and started sobbing. And I have no trauma in my life. So like, I don't, everyone has trauma, but I don't, I wasn't like, I'm not an orphan. I wasn't beaten as a baby, whatever, to my knowledge. But like, I just hugged myself as a baby and said, I love you, baby Jenny. Like it was stupid to me. And I started sobbing. And then I did the whole thing and cried the whole time, just hugging myself as a kid. It was weird. So, and then came out of it. And was like drying my hair and having these thoughts of like, oh, God's everywhere. Holy shit. This is a beautiful day. Like, look outside. Wow. I'm going to have the best day today. And I felt like tingly and amazing. And I was saying these weird things like, I don't even want to repeat it. But it was just like, <laughs> we're all beautiful light creatures. Like, I don't accept any darkness. Like, I am a power, like a powerful being of light. Like, I just was saying these things out loud to myself in the mirror, drying my hair. And then I looked back on it and was like, God, I probably looked like a crazy person, but that's, <laughs> I felt so amazing. But that's and awesome. You, cause you, you I only you can't did care. it to myself. I didn't like, I'm sharing it now it on like, the show, but I didn't like, I didn't like run into the streets and say like, oh, everybody, look how powerful I am. I can do all this stuff. I just channeled no. Metatron. Yeah, no, that's not how I, felt. I actually then had to pick up my daughter from school who was in a terrible mood and 
it really threw me off. I was like, what the fuck? And we ended up having a really good day because I had done this meditation and it ended up working out where I didn't elevate and get to a negative level where I normally would because she's 16 and we argue, but we just ended up having like, she argued, I didn't, and we had a great day. I mean, stuff's happened since then. Like, it's fine. But so it, it's like it, the old thing where you can't control what happens, but you can control your reaction, which is way yeah. the fuck easier to say than to do. But it, it's funny because when you actually do get to a point where you're yeah. like, I think I can control my reaction to this and I can be chill about it. Then you get called pompous or like you think you're better than me. And it's like, no, there was no fuck. conscious. It, it's not con like you already feel so happy that you can see how the outcome should be. And you don't have to say, oh, I know how to react to this or anything like that. You can already see it way far ahead and then plan for it in advance. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. know. I, that's what I love the most about this work is exactly what you're saying is you're, it's not that all the bad shit just stops in your life. It's that you get this other perspective of it. And oftentimes you gain this ability to have that perspective in the moment itself. As the thing is like starting, you can see this is the thing that I usually would do this. And I'm not going to do that this time. I see what happens if I do this other thing instead. And you really are detached from it. And then it goes totally differently than it ever has. And you're like, I think I just grew like as a person. Like, and I, I, yeah, detached. I look at it as like almost a third person view of the situation where you're you're not really in your no, you're in your body, but you're not really seeing it from your own perspective. You're like kind of seeing it from a third person view and going, this is dumb. Like, you're why would I be doing this? Into what we're all a part of. And you're like, oh, I see it all now. And not in a not in a cocky or arrogant way at all. It's more of a in the moment to create love around you. That's all you want to do when you do things like this. You don't wanna go run in the streets and tell people how much better you are. You just want love everywhere. Yeah. I, I do, I do. Yes, I am actually better than you, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I It really isn't something that you have to try and show anyone because they can just see it and feel it anyways. And I always describe it as like people they don't even really know why, right? And you do that. We all do this all the time. We'll we'll do both versions. Like we'll see people and we'll be like, I don't actually want to go anywhere near them. Like I just want to actually leave now, and I'm going to leave. That's again. That is again most people for me. I see them and I go, <laughs> Nope. Nope. <laughs> hey, buddy, can you tell me what time it is? Nope. I only tell my friends what time it is, and I'm all full <laughs> up. Thank you. I love it when people were asking. I don't even remember who this was. It was one of my friends, so I should remember. But people are asking him, like, you know, well, do you have your vaccine? I'm like, oh, I don't talk about COVID with anyone. Oh, it was even to their doctor. Their own doctor was talking about, <laughs> I don't talk about that with anybody. Uh, and I was like, that's such the best response you can give. It's my personal opinion. I don't have to share it with anybody. But um, we do the opposite, too, where we see people or animals or places or anything. And we're like, I need to be closer to that. I need to talk to that yes. person. I need to be in that place. Like, we're drawn to it, too. And you know, people will say like, you know, for some reason people will just like want to come up to me and like talk to me about this shit. I'm like, that's because they feel in you the thing that they need, <laughs> whether it's because you have mastered it in yourself or because you can help connect them to some information that will let them master it. And so whatever it is, that actually is very interesting because I don't know why, but for my whole life, people, they just talk to me. And I'm always, and I, here's I was the just going to say that, dude, I feel like a loser magnet. I'm like, I'm just yeah, a loser no, magnet. I, I don't, I don't, make friends wow. with me. I wasn't saying it was a, a, a loser winner fucking type of thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I was no. like at all. Um, I'm just saying like, I can, I've, I've had multiple people comment on it 
throughout my life how I can literally go through a goddamn Taco Bell drive through And before I'll have my food next to me, I'll have paid up all of it. And we're sitting there having some kind of conversation or Dutch bros line, whatever the drive through is of your choice of shitty shit. Um, but I can virtually go anywhere. The person that's cashing me out at a grocery store. And for whatever reason, I draw shit out of people. And I don't really know why, because it's not like I'm trying. As a matter of fact, I'd really like to get on with my day. And I, I don't even want to talk about my own shit, much less theirs. But for whatever reason, people are always like that. My newest boss was like that. People I talk to at work are like that. People I talk to on podcasts or people anywhere. And I'm just always like, uh, I don't <laughs> really you want shut up that, now? <laughs> that again. But then at the same I, time, I also talk a lot. So I also have that. I have the crazy magnet. People are like, um, I'm schizophrenic. So I'm going to go talk to Lindsay. They don't even know who I am. They come up to me and start like, yeah, it's real awesome. Um, you are cool. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, but I get it because I am, I have some weird ability to understand and communicate with schizophrenic people. And uh, um, maybe it's because I I like the way I talked to Emily Moyer last night. And she said it. She's like, I have the ability to go up to the edge of schizophrenia, <laughs> not go into it, and then come back from it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's what it is. That's why schizophrenic people love me because I also have that ability. And I think that's what shamanism is. And people ask me, like, are you a shaman? I'm like, if you need to call it that, you can. I don't see a difference between what I'm doing and what people call shamanism. And a lot of my teachers were shamans and a lot of my traditions come from shamanistic practices. So sure. Um, but I, it's the same with psychotherapists like actually good ones right they i was actually the edge with you and then like help you come back from it i was actually just about i was going to say that earlier when you were talking about you know a lot of the spiritual healing and steps that you would take is almost by the book what you're gonna see in therapy and the first thought that came to my mind is like so you're telling me the stairs are the same but whatever it is that those stairs are made out of are a little bit different it's the same fucking oh. climb and you know that meme where the guy's stepping over like six stairs at a time? Like that, yeah. that's what spiritual healing can be like. Be like it, in therapy, you would have had to go how many times and how many things and each step. And like, and that could, I'm not saying that's effective. I've done it. It's rad. Uh, but in, in spiritual healing, I've seen people go from like serious states of, you know, being incapable of going out into public, being a, I, I had a person, uh, I've had people who have had uh, physiognomic responses to their trauma that such that like they couldn't breathe sometimes. What's swallow. physiognomic? Uh, your body is responding to a non-bodily. Oh, okay. Yeah, like your emotional or whatever. It's causing like hives or whatever. Couldn't breathe sometimes from it. One sound healing session, 15 minutes. Fine. <laughs> Gone to therapy, done all these things. No doctors could figure it out. Sound healing, done. I'm like, pfft. And I can't tell people, they're like, well, can I, can you heal this? I'm like, I don't pretend to know. You can come try it out and we'll see what happens. Right. And I think Jen knows what I mean. Like, I didn't tell you ahead of time, like, all right, this is what you're going to get out of this. And here's how it's going to go. Cause I don't know when I go in, I'm going in just like you, like I'm not blind. I have all these tools and all these things. And I have a general understanding of the types of things that can happen, but I don't, I don't know for sure what's going to happen for each person. So it's hard because people want to know. They're like, if I'm going to pay you for this, like, I want to know exactly. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're not going to get that. So has I'm it ever turned out see. super fucked up where someone leaves and they're like, oh, my God, I'm I'm wrecked now. Thank you so much. Like, has it ever gone <laughs> that way? Thank God. No, the worst thing that happens. And this isn't that bad. And I know that later it usually works out. 
um, the worst thing that happens is that people are like, I don't relate to any of this, and I don't think any of it's true. Uh, and you're probably just a bullshitter, and now I'm leaving. Like, I can just tell. They've, no one's ever said it to my face, but I can tell when people are like, well, this was worthless. But even those Right, people... when they go, thank you for your time. Really appreciate <laughs> you taking me in. Okay, bye-bye now. Take care then. Right. That's don't like take... everybody that listens to our show. They're like, thank you for that. No, okay, bye. Don't take that <laughs> Shut up. Because it's so hard for people to realize that you're telling them, you're like, this is all the stuff I know. This is all of the things you can do and you have to do it yourself. So here yes. you go. It's like you're giving them all the tools to build their own house, but you're like, I can't build it for you, bitch. You have to do it, but I'm giving you all the shit. Like I'll get, get all your materials. I'll show you how to do it. I'm going to like give you a fucking blueprint of what your house can look like. It's just a dumb analogy, but, but they have a to fucking analogy. do it. They have to do it. You can't, you can't, do it for them because their experience is going to be individual. It wouldn't even make sense if you could do it for them. It wouldn't even be helpful. It would Never. defeat the purpose. It would because they would come up against the same shit again. Only this time they'd be even less prepared for it because they'd be like, I thought I wasn't right. supposed to deal with this anymore and I don't know how to fix it myself. But yeah, that, is also, that is also <laughs> indicative of the same kind of people that hang on to their trauma or hang on to their baggage. It's the same kind of people that do that, that want you to fix it. it. They're walking into something that they think is going to be a magic pill to just erase the quote unquote things they don't want there anymore. And it's like, no, it's the same thing with walking into a job. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Do you want to do the work? Do you want the gratification of putting it in and seeing what's on the other side of that wall and that door that you haven't been able to open or break through or unlock or what, you know, whatever analogy you want to use. It's like the same people that end up hanging onto it or using fake humility are the same people that walk into it and go do it. And you're like, that's not how this fucking works, dude. Like at all, like yeah. be vulnerable. And it's the people who, which is a lot of us, we all have something like this in us yeah. right? where we're like, uh, I'm this. I'm this person. This is what I'm like. This is how I act. This is who I am. And then someone comes up and they're like, you're actually like this. And we're like, you don't know me. You're stupid. That's not who I am. Uh, and that <laughs> happens a lot too, where I'm like, well, you're, you know, your guides and your allies, like they're showing me this. And so it looks like you have like this kind of an issue. And they're like, no, I don't. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> guess I hit a nerve okay. there. Huh? Yeah, and they've never ever been wrong about anything, but maybe they're wrong about this. I'll I'll give you that credit there. <laughs> I think the more defiant they are about it, the more right you are. You know what I mean? Where the as soon as they're gonna get if they exactly. go there. Right, because right, that's that. That's if they that go resistance. there with genuineness, yeah. yeah. If they go there like with a genuine, I I'm trying to fix myself. If they're just doing it just to be like, this will make me look spiritual, or I. I just want a magic bullet or whatever, and they don't actually do the work on it, then it's not going to do shit. And they're going to give you that look like before where they're like, well, thank you for your time, but this is okay, whatever. And then they're well, going to go watch uh, the view and, you know, well, and a lot of people, Probably. a lot of people do that over and over and over again, where they, it's, it's also just a big part of, of a show and being fake is it's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on my problems. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be talking to a healer or this, that and the other. But in their mind, they're like, yeah, I'm not going I'm not giving up shit. And so then they I'm go into go it. 
they bide their time, they get out and they're like, oh, it didn't work. She doesn't know what she's fucking talking about. And they go to the next therapist or they go to the next healer and they go this, that and the other. And they're like, oh, yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know what they were talking about. And it's like, did you actually open up and give, give yourself, did you lay it all out there vulner, vulnerably and see what became of it? Did you practice any of the tools that they tried to give you? And it's like, then you can't even say that you gave it an honest try. Like, that's yeah. one of the reasons, no offense, Lindsay, but that is one of the reasons why I have not set up an appointment with you is because, <laughs> to be brutally honest, I don't know that I'd give it an honest try at this point. And I don't want to go in. I don't want to go into it fake and I don't want to go into it like closed off. If I go into it, I want it to be an honest, earnest thing. And so I'm like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready for that shit. I appreciate that. I think that's exactly how it should be. If I only had people who were truly willing and ready and able, like that would be so much easier. Cause I'll tell you, it's like a struggle. It's so when someone comes and they're like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to be healed. My guides are going to come. Like, we're going to do this. Like I'm ready. I can tell me anything. Like I want to know that shit like flies and it's so easy. It's so clear. It's so bright. And other people come in and they're like, you're describing. And it's like, it's hard. It's murky. I'm like, I don't know. Is that what I'm seeing? Or is it something else? Like, it's less clear. And it's because it's not actually me doing any of it. I'm just observing all of it uh, and translating it to people uh, in a way that they can understand. Um, today, I had uh, a healing session with someone. And, you know, the way I saw the, their energy was shown, their energy and what was going on with it, I shared it with them. And they were like, that's not me at all. And then they described the exact same thing, but from a perspective that says, I don't do anything wrong <laughs> ever. Um, and I was oh, like, oh, shit. yeah, <laughs> you're right, actually. That is what it is talking about. Those are the exact things. It was talking. And she's like, but those aren't the same. They are actually. And we like had this conversation about how it was the same thing. It was just from different perspectives. And I think that also is really valuable. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's... Um, it's hard because again, we're all attached to like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm not anything other than this. So how could that be right? <laughs> but it's really, there's part, there's, we all have parts of ourselves where we haven't quite seen it clearly yet, or uh, we're pretty attached to not seeing it, even though we have seen it. We're like not going to admit it. <laughs> can you kind of get that vibe though from people? I don't, not even necessarily auras or whatever, but can you get that feeling when people book a session with you where you're like, this is not going to work that well? I've had sessions, yes. I've had sessions where, like, before I even start, I, like, feel the energy of them, and I'm like, oh, this person, like, hates me. They may not even know it yet, but they, like, do not like me. And that, and I'll do, like, my forgiveness practice. It's actually really effective for releasing some of that sometimes and uh, do everything I can to, like, make it smoother. And then even the whole time I'm, like, telling them about, like, here's the stuff that's coming up and here's the messages I'm getting. I, like, can, I can, like, almost hear them thinking, like, what a bitch. Like, I hate you probably this. Can. Why did I come here? Like, what am I doing? Why am I listening to this person who's just, like, lying to me? Like, I totally can feel and understand all of that. But I, I was that person. So I have, like, nothing but – I shouldn't say nothing, but it actually does bother me in some level. But I've done really good to let that go because I remember – being that person and all the healings I ever experienced, I went into it the exact same way. I was like, who the fuck are you? And you're just a bullshit liar. This is all fake. And what the fuck is this? And then afterwards I was like, whoa, whoa. Like my whole life is like transformed in really, really interesting ways now. Like that wasn't bullshit. So they probably felt that for me and we're like, God, because at some level you're like, oh, you don't even respect me. You gave me money. Like what is <laughs> what's happening here? 
but um yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. a that's funny though cuz they I'm, I imagine you see all kinds, but if they're actually coming in not only doing it of their apparently own free will and coming to you because they need something but also paying you, they are there to some extent. Even if they leave and they're like that was bullshit whatever, there was some kind of a seed or something. There's something in there that's going on, it's clanging around in the old hollow walnut that they're like I need to look into this more. Whether it's with you or somebody else, they're definitely I don't think that's the end of that that person's journey it doesn't mean it has that there's no instant gratification i mean there can be but i think in that spiritual journey it's hard you still have to come to grips with what you've been taught your whole life how you feel about yourself and what you could be which is something that you're never taught it's never anything like oh you're a, yeah but like that you're a powerful spiritual being and that this whole world is like a totally different place than anything that we can see with our eyes it's a very different thing, but you can't just lead with that. That's weird. You have to let them find it for themselves, but you also can't tell them that they're going to find it. So you have to just be like, oh, try this and see what happens. I bet it's going to be awesome. And they're like, I don't fucking trust you. I don't know you. Or they do. I did. And everyone should. But <laughs> I didn't do it for a long time, though, because I was like, eh, I'll just figure it out later. It's no big deal. My life's fine right now. I, I didn't think it was that, that big of a deal. I did love it. I still appreciated it. And I did do meditations. I just didn't do that particular one. It was every other one that I did. I did every other. And it was great. But it was it was that one that, that mattered the most, the I guess. resisted the most. <laughs> exactly. So I think when people see that and they're like, ugh. Maybe is there, I wish there was a way we could tell people like, Hey, you should just try this, go in with an open mind. I don't want to force anyone, but it makes me sad when I see people who are arrogant and angry and resistant to things like that. Um, even though we look at them as assholes or pieces of shit or whatever, that's so sad to me because they could be happy people who don't do those things. Oh. So it's, it's just sad. It's really sad. This is actually to my like most of my life and my childhood is finding like the most broken people I could find and being like, you could be better than this. Like, wake up. Come on, let's do this. And then instead, like smoking a lot of crystal meth with them, um, <laughs> which is always hilarious and fun. But that is like the the sadness. And I describe this to some of the students I teach, because I also teach um, courses and one on one people how they can get to this point where they do this with people too, or something similar or a totally different thing, but that's spiritually aligned and helpful and healing. Um, and I tell them the same thing, you know, uh, which I totally forgot, actually, what you're even talking about. I think I heard your brain fart. Yeah, yeah, brain ah. We were talking about finding your spiritual path, but with the social construct of what we're taught in life. But Lene, what did you have there? You were oh, about no, to say she something. finds her thought, then go for it. I'm not going to find it. It was something about what I teach them, about what I encounter in people, and that we all encounter in people that has to do with them. Oh, it's this broken heart you get. It's this heart you're because you're so compassionate, right? Most people who are drawn to doing this type of work, or a lot of us anyway, even if we're not, have this compassion, right? And we see these people suffering and we know that something can help them and we want to help them, but you can't help people actually. And actually that's a big part of what's in this book um, that is said so well, better than I could have said it, that talks about that exact thing where like, there's people you can't help. And it's not even that you can't help them. It's that they're not in the place where they're helping themselves. And so there's literally nothing you can do, but just in general, shine some love at them. I love you. Bye. 
<laughs> let me know when you like in a very nice way just tell them to fuck off fuck off <laughs> right. but not in those words right Lene, what did you have to say you had something on the the very tip of your oh. tongue there yeah i was just curious um have you always been because you mentioned when you were younger as a kid and everything have you always been kind of a conduit for that sort of you know empathic knowledge if you will and just being able to connect with people or is that like something you've just been building on, you know, consistently and you've been finding this more and more like waves coming at you of openness and like, Both. how's that journey kind of been? Both, because I, I, the more I look at my childhood, the more I'm like, oh, I really have always been doing this, like at a deep level. And then people have known without knowing that like they right. want some of that from me or like, you know, like there's, so yes. Um, but I didn't really know it. And I didn't know that it was different from what anyone else was doing. And I do actually not think it's different from what anyone else is doing, but I do seem to have been more aware of it or tapped into it or however you want to describe that. Mm -hmm. I remember being taught things and I just, it was just so similar to my own thoughts that I never once thought like, this is coming from somewhere else. But I look back right. and I'm like, clearly it was coming from somewhere else. Cause I was very right. young yeah. things that I shouldn't have known. I uh, totally I understand just, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had connections with animals and I just had connections with trees and like I would right. talk to them in my head and I just would imagine them talking back. But now I know like they actually were talking back. And I just thought because I was told I was with imaginary friends that this was like having imaginary friends. And so people are like, oh, you had imaginary friends and they were real. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but it was actually that I was in already interacting with things and then people told me that it was imaginary friends. And so then I put that label on it and then I actually created some like that I'm like, oh we're supposed to have these okay well then i have a dragon and uh this is <laughs> this what's weird though right. is that the bond woman i created actually is one of my guides now and she's like a medical guide <laughs> and she tells me medical things and like what i should do for my medical ailments and she's always right so i i remember creating her like i'm supposed to have one so here's this one here's her name here's what she looks like whatever and but she's real so i'm like well did i create her or did i right how much is your unconsciousness yeah was she actually just there and i just described mm -hmm. her without realizing that i was seeing her so right. i did have all kinds of experiences like that but i and I don't, I won't say a lot of people say like, oh, I turned it off or I, I like suppressed it for different reasons or whatever. And I don't remember doing that, but I experienced even more severe trauma than I already had when my father died when I was 11. And it was exceptionally horrifying for me, like as it would be for anybody. Uh, and for some, in some ways it was um, even worse for me because it seemed to me like the rest of my family hated him. So then I was also like alone in my grief. So I like really... Yeah. That's why I went into that like rejection of all people and all things. I was like, all of you suck. Everything here is a lie and fuck everything. <laughs> um, and so I stopped being in connection with that. I thought uh, definitely that wasn't true, but I went deep, deep, deep into the that darkness of self-hatred and hatred of everything else. And still, even through that, I had crazy, magical, amazing experiences that no one else around me was having <laughs> and people you know, noticed, I guess, to the point where, I mean, I was also, I did tarot readings and stuff as like a 14, 15, 16 year old. Uh, and so people knew nice. that I was doing tarot readings, but even I didn't have this conception of it, like that, that was a specifically spiritual thing to do or a gift. It was I, just natural. It was a trick. I was like, this is a party trick. It's really weird how it works. It's so cool. Cause I'm <laughs> mm -hmm. very much in denial that God or angels or any of this shit existed at all 
none of it existed to me because I was sure that God didn't exist because if he did, why would my life have been so shitty? Um, that sort of thing. That's, I feel like though that regardless of label, I feel like that is one of in the top five most common questions is regardless of how you deify the it is if it was real, why did this happen to me? It's that common question that I feel like everybody asks at some point in their life when they get shaken. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's the uh, if so, so what? I was going to bring that up earlier where you're like, something's talking to me, but what is? how is it helping me? Is, is there something that this means by me experiencing this? Like the tarot readings, like has this helped me? Has it helped somebody else? Like if so, so what? How do you How do you figure that one out? Yeah, well, I also do this whole thing where people are like, well, what is it then? Is it that you're creating this did you create that guide or was that guide in existence and you just knew what she looked like subconsciously and so you described it and i and i'm like who cares <laughs> right does it matter uh or when people are like well are you actually you know tapping into something or channeling something or are you psychically picking up from the person you're working with their thoughts about their things and their own and i'm like who cares <laughs> like what's a, either way people are experiencing dramatic healing and shifts and like that's all that actually matters to me <laughs> i don't really care about the rest people are like what if all these guides and stuff you're talking to aren't real and they're projections of your own psyche who cares they're super effective it's really it's a good way to do it then right so cool keep doing it i just don't uh care <laughs> <laughs> perfect because <laughs> girl feels that's good like part of when I when I had my weird whatever meditation, part of what came that I don't want to say downloaded that's overused and I don't know that's almost as bad as channeled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but what something that I thought of randomly that I was not thinking that I had put into my head was that the experience, like that's all that matters, is the experience, and everyone's experience is what you need. And how we handle it is how we fucking handle it. But there are tools that we can see or can't, we can choose not to, but the experience is all that matters. And it could be amazing and it might suck, but it doesn't matter. The experience is all that matters. It's kind of weird, but whatever. Oh no, it's totally true too. Like you totally nailed it. <laughs> um, and it is, like you said, people can choose to or not, right? And that's what it comes down to. If we go back to that broken heart you get, if you try to do any of this work where you look and you see like all these people could help be so healed <laughs> if they wanted to, it's actually so much easier than anyone thinks. Um, but it breaks your heart because they're not going to choose to, and you can't make them choose to. You could shove it in their face. You'd be like, look, here's this option, this option, this option, this option. This option can't make them do it and people go to this other extreme where they're like okay well then i'm gonna do it for free i'm just gonna go up to you and be like hey can i give you this can i like sound heal you or can i shaman you <laughs> can i do this and that's not gonna work either because no you might have to clip that can i shaman you <laughs> i love that can i because you can't actually give anybody anything they didn't exchange with you for well give it away for free but they still have to have chosen it and come to you and offered you something. No one can receive value when they didn't give it. This is like a weird karmic law or something. I've just seen it over and over again. People will take it and they'll pretend like, yeah, that was so great. And then nothing will change and they'll be exactly the same. And then they'll come back again. They'll be like, oh, I need help again. And it's the exact same help and the exact same messages come through because they couldn't take it because they didn't give anything for it. You like like, like the people. Good. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, no, I was going to say two things. Well, first of all, just to what you were just talking about, it's that's exactly 
the same thing as going to a therapist over and over and over again, talking about psychological issues on a psychological level and not getting anywhere because you're not actually heeding any of the things that you're being told. Um, now, for the metaphor that I heard was, and this goes right along, you can you can empty your vessel into somebody but it's like turning the pitcher or cup upside down if they aren't wanting to receive. Like you can give it, there's two parts to it. And in, in, in the metaphor that I had heard, it was about forgiveness. You can give forgiveness, but if they aren't willing to accept it, then it, the, it stops right there. It's kind of like doing your part in an issue to solve a problem, but it takes both parts to actually make it whole and heal and move on from it. If you're trying to give spiritual guidance and you're pouring all of it out, but they don't have an open cup ready to take it in, it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to, and then they're going to come back the same time, flip their cup upside down and go pour it on me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, what I was getting shit. at with that, Ben, is be before you went, uh, what I was getting at with what Lindsay was saying, she was saying, if, if you give it away for free, give it away, give it away. If the other person isn't willing to, it's like a sacrifice thing, which goes back to some gross like Christian and other stuff. But if you're not willing to sacrifice something for what you're getting, then it doesn't mean near as much. You're not going to take it right. to heart near as much. So if Lindsay's, I, I don't even know what it is, but if it's 500 bucks for a session, that means you actually really fucking want it and you're going to do something about it. Yeah. So if you're willing to give her 500 bucks I don't know if that's your actual cost, but if you're willing to give her whatever amount of money, that means you actually are willing to open your cup, like Ben said, and intake what she's giving you. You're not just like, oh, there's some chick and she's going to live stream or do a Zoom call or whatever, and then everything will be great. Yeah. No. You're <laughs> paying sure. way more attention, and that has more to do with your intention and your uh, focus on what you're trying to fix if you're willing to actually be like, I have to transfer these zeros and ones from my uh, bank account to hers so that I can do this. You know, it has to be a spiritual and financial investment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the funny thing, the funny thing about that and the finances is that typically <clears throat> if it's something that you're, I don't know, I guess you could say energy field really needs typically that money pops up for you somehow somewhere and it's not going to fuck you over to do it. Yeah, I've seen that exact same thing too. People are like, I really don't have money. I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me know if we can fix something. <laughs> there's a trade. Let me know. Yeah. I like sausage. I'm open to trades and, and barter and whatever. But I also like some people have said like, cool. Okay, well, I've got all of this like literal garbage that I have gathered throughout my life and can i send you that i'm like well I, no i mean the trade has to also be valuable to me <laughs> like it has to be something i want or need you know and and that well seems just and the trade-off for that yeah, is because you're expending energy you're too right right you're exactly you're 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 do, putting work into it too it's not just like you're just like i'm just gonna fart this thing out and into his you know oh you need a uh you need a six rosemary leaves and fucking whatever else, you know, like you're actually putting words into it. You're not. And for what we're told throughout our lives, if you're, if you're trying to teach people who are, I don't want to say lost or just trying to find their way in this world, we've been taught that things have value and you need to assign a value to it. That makes sense for what you're actually giving. So if you're like, Oh, it's free. They're like, Oh, cool. It's worthless. Then possibly they could feel that way. You know what I mean? I, God, that was not his keyboard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that was his real fart as he left the room. Yeah. If I you guys it. heard, you get to be blessed with his essence as he leaves. Um, 
always. <laughs> I really, uh, I really agree with you, and I also, I also forgot again what we're talking about because the fart you're assigning value yeah sorry yes. assigning value to what you're providing <laughs> i think whatever you charge for your sessions there's a huge value in that and i know you're not charging two thousand it's not unreasonable but it's something that it has a value and so you need to get out of it what you're putting into it so I that comes like i have to say now that it's 222 dollars for a healing ceremony which i'll add uh i had to work up to that both because I wanted to make sure I was actually like helping people. You know, my guides, my allies were like, you have to start doing this. And I was like, that sounds fucking insane, but I guess I'll try it. And I'm not going to charge people too much for it when I'm trying it because I don't know what's happening or what's how it's going to go or if it's going to help them or not. So, you know, I started low, but as I started to see both, you know, what it was actually worth to people and what how it was affecting them, but also how much energy I was putting into it and how draining it was for me. And I don't like to say draining because it's not actually draining it's just, just like anything, you know, it's going to take some energy to do it and you don't, you can't do too much of something that takes too much energy. Anyways, I just don't like the word drain. It gives the wrong impression to people, but I saw how much it was affecting me and how much I was putting into it, how much they were getting out of it. And I was like, I have to race it up higher. And I'll tell you that every single person who I've ever known who does anything similar charges at least double or more for the exact same thing. And I'm like, That's I mean... True. I can justify this. This is this many hours of my life. It's this much time. I can do this many of them a week, which is three, I've decided. And so that's like, you know, that makes sense to me. And someday that might change too. But like, I had to like work up to it. Like I, my, my own composition is that I would like to charge everyone nothing. But I've learned that lesson so many times in my life that it is so valueless to both of us for me to spew onto you some gift for you to just like, yeah, maybe I'll take it, maybe not. See you later. Like it doesn't do either of us any good. And so I have to force myself actually to charge people and I have to force myself to raise my prices when I realize that the value is higher than what I'm charging. And it's hard for me, actually. And um, I'm getting over it. I'm getting much, much better at it. But you know, you shouldn't feel bad. So look at teachers. Look at any sort of college classes you take on some indoctrination bullshit. Those cost a lot of money, a lot more than what you're actually teaching and you're providing a service. People don't get shit for free. They shouldn't be surprised. And it's not unreasonable. $222. Um, we've listened to multiple podcasts about people who talk about awesome services they provide as well that are similar, that are, I don't know, five to twenty thousand dollars per session and so when i talked to you i was like hell yeah i want a session right now like let's book this for next month so it's it's pretty i think what you're providing is invaluable in the best way um i don't i i love that you are charging money for it though i'm not trying to say we should all be making money and being rich i know that's not what you're trying to do that's not what's important but you're assigning a value to it so that people who maybe don't understand what you're doing can see oh okay she must know what she's talking about and you fucking do that's kind of what i was getting at too is that it's gonna attract the right people to you and that's gonna make you feel like what you're doing is so much more valuable and you're gonna put your way more intention into it because you know that they're sacrificing whatever thing they're giving you in exchange and it's such a good like uh, lene said such a mutual energy exchange where you're you're, it's value for value. That's kind of what we do in the podcast thing where you're like, 
well with our podcast i'm not going to charge you but if you want more like you can give me a little like uh three dollar beer like or whatever and i'll give you more too and i'm i'm willing to do that because then that, that means that you're getting something out of what we're saying and we're getting something from you in exchange and it works for everybody and it's great. You can also listen to her podcast for free too and get the same things if you can feel it. Or you, you know? could subscribe like, on Rockfin Tour. Yeah. Well, that, thank you. You guys, it's like a little therapy session for me. I thank you. Because <laughs> I do, um, I do know that I have to charge more someday and I'm going to, I'll get there at some point. But it is also very true. I had this um, spiritual teacher for a while too that I, and it was on, it was, it was a weird experience for me, actually, because it's very different from what I normally do. And I resisted it heavily. I was like, this is stupid bullshit. Like, why am I even doing this? Because it was one of those bigger, like a lot of people are on Zoom at once. And he's like talking to everyone. And I'm like, I fucking hate people like this. Like, why am I yes. doing this? Ugh. But we got over that quick. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did it anyway. And I actually received direct healing i received so much i that same sort of practice you did jen where that self-love like i needed that actually from other people apparently thousands of people at once uh and i got it and i letting it in and 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 letting it heal me was why i actually made this experience for myself in this life so i figured that out afterwards um but at the time i had no idea why i was doing this or letting myself do it i really resisted it i hated it and he was talking and he was saying stuff and he was like you know, and this service is this much money and this service is this much money. And I was like, you have thousands of people, thousands of people who are paying you all this stuff. Like, why do you need all this money? Like, aren't you greedy? And he, I was thinking this in my head. He looked right at the camera and he said, I tried to give it away for free. They wouldn't take it and it didn't work. And then he went on with whatever he had been saying. And I was like, holy shit, he just like directly answered my question. And I also was like, he's right though, too. That's exactly what we're all talking about here. That's, like, he that's one of those where you're kind of sitting there all smug with your thoughts and all of a sudden yes. he does that and you're all yeah i was like oh you can hear me okay <laughs> and then i also was like wow you are actually very powerful if you can like be on a live stream with thousands of people yeah. to directly respond to my thoughts um so you know good job <laughs> on cue <laughs> right <laughs> like instantly um i also wonder if that's one of those things where the universe arranges it so that like maybe a hundred of us were sitting there thinking that at the same time because we have it in us somewhere and it like timed it so that he could say it and like talk to all of us at once because i feel like that about channeled things right like i feel like when i've read things that i feel like actually are channeled as opposed to the shit that's not channeled i'm like this is talking to me not just like like it's talking to me specifically and like how can i feel that when i know millions of people maybe thousands who knows how many people read this how can it be talking to all of them but then i'm like oh that's actually the power of channeled material right or being connected to sources that it can talk to everybody separately somehow and exactly the way they need um and i'm like that's so amazing i couldn't do that if i tried like at all like that's an incredible and you just happen to be the conduit at the time that got to receive that and send it out to people yeah. where, can we, where can we buy your book Lindsay? i oh, want to buy um, thank you uh you can get it on my site at rogueways.org i have physical copies so if you would like an inscription for me and i channel through a little message for everybody at the you know and sign it for them channel um <laughs> and then or you could get it from anywhere books are sold like amazon and barnes and noble and that kind of stuff too don't give your money to jeff bezos yeah, go to rogueways do they take a fee yes. is it better if they just buy it from rogueways it's better if you buy it from me yes i make a few more bucks off of it and i 
Uh, if you do go searching for it on Amazon, you have to type the whole title and put quotation marks around it because I am just as censored and banned on Amazon with all my books as I am on every other platform with all my thoughts. So they love it. They love they, they can go to your website. Nope. Is it rogueways.com? Rogueways.org. I have it up here on the screen. Okay. Rogueways.org. Well, yeah. Lindsay, you got anything else before we get you out of here? Or uh, you put a bow on it pretty nicely. You're a pro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I guess I will just say that I think a lot of people are very worried about this time that we're in mm -hmm. uh, and obvious reasons why, like things seem to be falling apart and uh, coming to a head that maybe is thousands of years old, uh, who knows, right? But everything is just like, yeah, it seems like it's all happening right here, right now. Uh, and it might be, and it and things could get really, really dark seeming, and it might be really, really bad. And uh, we might have to not have uh, as many of the things that we've been used to for a long time. We also might not have any of that. <laughs> That's also possible. Uh, and I just invite everyone to keep their minds open to the infinite possibilities that exist, because we genuinely don't know what's going to happen in the future, and we can't know what's going to happen in the future. And it's not helpful for us to live in fear. And I know that you can also can't just like beep, turn off the fear. Oh, I'm not afraid now. La la la. Like that's not how fear works. Um, and so I think it's really helpful to know that you have that fear. I do. I'm like, oh God, what if like, ah, I'm like, there's no point to that. Right. So I'm better at catching myself now. And I think if you get good at catching yourself, awesome. That is actually the best way to do it. It'd be like, cool. There's the fear. Nope. Not doing that. Going to do something else on purpose. Um, but the other thing you can do, if you can't catch yourself in the fear and you can't just turn it off is purposefully each day, sit down for like two minutes, five minutes, right. And just sit there quietly and just imagine like, what if, what if it's actually amazing? What if it's perfect? What if even if nuclear bombs drop, if they exist and you know, food shortages happen and like gas runs out or whatever. What if, even if that happens, I somehow am totally fine and I have everything that I need and I'm still happy and still with the people who I love. What if that happens? Right. And just imagine it, even if your brain's like bullshit, bullshit that's not possible that's not gonna happen just do it anyways because the more you do it the more you'll believe that it's possible and the more likely it is that you'll actually then experience it and at the very least you will have given yourself this little dose of non-fear and what it's like to hope instead and that's actually much more powerful than we probably know yeah and it comes back to that whole uh splitting of reality things we talk about all the time i think there is something going on we're at this we're at this crossroads of the world is either going to shit and we're going to have nuclear winter or we're going into this new uh, eon of amazingness. So uh, maybe we're all just choosing which one or we're both. Going now. Who knows? <laughs> or we're all just part of the same thing and it's going to be fine no matter what because we're always safe and we're creating it and destroying it. I like the, the idea of both. We're in a, a nuclear utopia. Everything's <laughs> awesome, but the sky no, is kind of well, red. And there's ash falling. That's, no, but that's exactly, that's exactly what ultimately ends up happening. And it's inevitable. Like there's that whole thing, bad times or hard times make strong men, strong men make good times and good times make weak men, weak men make hard times and on and on the cycle continues. If there was a massive nuclear fuckery all over the world, you would have to literally give up everything that we think of day to day because all you give a shit about is where you're going to sleep that night, what food you're going <clears> to <throat> get into your family's belly. You're not worried about monetizing anything. That brings and combines people together. You forget about 
the the dumb pronouns that people are asking who's trans for, and who's or non-binary who's doing this that and the other of of what they uh what is it uh, what what they identify as it's like you know what i identify as somebody who's trying to fucking survive and if you would like to also eat i'm willing to share that with you but just don't be a fuck <laughs> yes stop staring at my junk too well and it's it's <laughs> You know, that cycle too, like like you were describing of good men and weak men and, and whatever like this. Another way to look at it is that like whatever we've built is toxic as fuck. Like it's not a good system. It's not working out well for the majority of us. Not too well, at least it could be a lot better. Um, and so to create something else, well, A, I love the Buckminster Fuller quote where he's talking about how you don't destroy the old system. You just build the one that you want instead and just focus on that. And that's absolutely true. So we can all do that every day, like get more and more closer to your vision of what does work uh, and build it for yourself and work with other people who are also building it. But also be like, it does have to then destroy itself. Uh, it has to go away. It's not a system that works. It's not natural. Uh, it works against nature, and so nature will destroy it, or it will destroy itself either way. So there, we could go through a time of destruction, like you said, uh, Ben. It can be both, right? We can go through this destruction and also be coming out the other side with something way better and way cooler, and like this actual age of enlightenment or whatever utopia that we want to call it. That could be how it goes. So it could be both. And I'll tell you a really bizarre story if we have time for it because it fits this moment do it okay. it's been coming up a lot lately so it's, i'm apparently supposed to share it with people but i went to maybe i told you guys before i'm not sure actually but i went to a random spiritual fair and again just like most people i was like this is gonna be really stupid like i the only reason i went is because someone i was with like basically ditched me for six hours they were like oh i have to go do this thing you can't come to for like five hours i'm like Pfft that's bullshit. I don't have a car here. I came here to visit you. Like whatever. So I looked on Facebook events for the first time in my life. Cause I, <laughs> cause he does that. And I was like, what's going on around the, maybe I can walk somewhere and just like kill some time somewhere or whatever. And I saw this event and it was like spiritual fair. And I was like, that's going to be really dumb, but it's a mile away and I can literally walk to it and it's a nice day and that'll kill some time in itself. And I can go in and wander around and make fun of people in my head and then leave. And so, <laughs> I went, so or, I went, or out of your head. Yes. Or they'll all hear me and be like, what did you say? Um, so I walked in and it was more expensive than I wanted it to be. And I was like, well, that already is a shitty start to this. And then I was walking around different booths of crystals, a lot of all this stuff. And I looked over at this one booth and this, <laughs> this guy is so awesome because he's wearing like, just like a t-shirt with holes in it, tucked into his like super faded jeans is just standing there, like not get his hairs like fucked up. And he's just like, what? And his booth is like not adorned at all. And I'm just like, who is this guy? I love him instantly. He has like no bullshit, like no pretentiousness at all. Talk about humble. But that's not even what draw me, drew me towards him. I looked behind him and I saw this book and I was like, I fucking dreamed of that book last night. And this happens to me sometimes, like, especially with books, for some reason, my dreams will like tell me what book I'm supposed to read next. And then I go search for it online and it's like a real book that exists. And I'm like, okay. And then I get the book, but this has never happened to me like this before where I like see it. And I'm like, I fucking dreamed of this book last night. So I went up to him and I was like, I dreamed of that book last night. And he's like, oh, it's yours and handed it to me. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I guess I have to pay for this and buy this book. And of course I do, because I dreamed of it. So I was like, well, how much? And he's like, no, I was told to bring it for someone. It's you. And I was like, what? So I dreamed of it. You were told to bring it. Like, we were both like, you know, like, this is already blowing my mind. I'm like, this is insane. It's the stupidest book that I would never read. And then read they got married. 
no. But I literally, if I someone told me to read this book, I'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's something like Peace at Last, John Lennon visits after death or something. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, And the cover is like dumb. And I'm like, I would never, <laughs> ever pick this book up. But I have to now because I dreamed about it and this guy was there and he gave it to me. So this isn't even the point of the story. This is just an amazing other yeah. thing. So I did read it. <laughs> And it did have things in it that I really needed to hear and understand. And there was other stuff in it that I'm like, yeah, I don't, I didn't need that part. But so it was, there was a reason for it. <laughs> and it was really good. I, I won't say it changed my life completely, but it definitely helped me understand more of the mm. things that I experienced. And the why. book may not have, but the experience of how you got the book for that sure stuck with you. Also did. And then the guy, you know, because that was an amazing experience and we talked for a little while because I wanted to be like, well, what else? Like, why are we connected? Or like, what's happening here? And he was like, oh, come to my talk later. I'm doing a talk and whatever. And I was like, cool, because that'll help me kill like another hour. Uh, so I went to his talk. Other things happened at this event that were like crazy. This wasn't even the only one. But I went to his talk and uh, he's talking about like reflexology, which is where you can like press different parts of your feet or hands and stuff and you can feel relief. It actually works. It's very cool. And he's teaching us that and stuff. And he's like, and I just, again, like, I love him. Like, he has no pretension. He's just like, I feel like he would have burped and farted and like not even cared. Like, he's just like the coolest <laughs> person. And this um, light came through the wall. And I have seen thousands of these in my life. And so I'm not in any way surprised. But I'm, I am surprised because I don't usually see them with a lot of other people around. And there was like, I don't, maybe there was only like 12 or 20 people in this room. It wasn't that many, but even that, like, I don't usually see these lights appear in front of other people. They're not, <laughs> I don't know why. That's just how, so I was just surprised that it was happening there. And then I was like, do what, does that mean other people see this too? So I was like looking okay. around. No, it's just, it's like a ball. You can tell it's like not or kind of, or like, like a ray. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little ball of light. Uh, and you could tell it's not like physical or real because you can like literally see through it and that's the best I can describe it. But I'm looking around, I'm like, does anyone else see this? And it didn't seem like either everyone there was so advanced spiritually that they were like, yeah, orbs flying around. Cool. Like, <laughs> or no one saw it. I don't know. But it flew in and I'd never seen this before when it dropped into his head and he shook his head and like kind of moved his body and then he started speaking and acting differently than he had the rest of the day and I was like whoa <laughs> and then he started talking about all sorts of things and the thing I remember the most clearly is he said there will come a time of hardship and darkness and it will be very hard and very dark and he said this time will start in 2022 this happened to me like three or four years ago so this whole time I've been like so pre-corona, pre-all of that shit, you just heard this. At the time, I mean, I, in my opinion, it could have gone either way. At the time, were you just kind of like, yeah, all right, mate. Or because of the kind of day you were already having at that point, you're like, ah, shit's coming. Yes, exactly. I was like, that light didn't come in for no fucking reason. I've had experiences with these light orb things, beings for like my whole life. And I, I know that they're real and that I trust them and that they don't lie. And so that also like got me where I was like, okay, this guy and I already had this other fucking weird thing. And then now this. And so I was like, I, I guess the world's going to start ending in 2022. Um, <laughs> and then he was talking about like, you know, despite that, 
we're here we're all here for this reason we came here for this time actually we knew when we were coming that that was what was going to happen and we're going to get through it like it will feel dark and very difficult but it is not ending the world is not ending and there's nothing that you have to do even about it except just be yourself and hold that light that is already within you You don't have to try to brighten it even brighter or do anything you just are that and just be that and just know that i am here and i am with you and again it's not this guy talking it's this light like whatever this light is that dropped into his head that's saying this and i was like is it jesus or like who is it that's with us this whole time right like, <laughs> it's I uh, yeah <laughs> and uh and then he says and by 2033 it will be over and the christ consciousness will have returned enough that things will actually be beautiful and wonderful as they should be i was like that's a long time actually <laughs> the yeah, 11 years of hardship and darkness is a bit much but i just also look at like the past two years have supposedly been pretty hard and dark but not i'm fine like i was fine the whole time i had some stress i had some like sadness for the world and you know i had to rant a bit but like overall my life didn't fall apart at all in fact it got better uh so that wasn't that bad so if this darkness and hardship is coming and it's like maybe not as bad as we think even though it will be challenging maybe 11 years isn't that long so the light pops out of his head he shakes it goes away and then he says, that wasn't me, that was Sai Baba. And I still to this day have not looked too deeply into Sai Baba because I guess I'm an asshole. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he told us a little bit about Sai Baba and I was looking around even then, I was like, did anybody see the light leave his head? Like, did anybody notice what just happened? Or was it like just me? Because I think those people thought that he was giving a speech that he had memorized by Sai Baba. And I'm like, oh no, like Sai Baba came, whoever Sai Baba is, and used him as the channel to deliver this message to us for whatever reason. That's like a big deal. That's a much bigger deal than memorizing a speech and telling us about like a holy guy. So there's, oh, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of Sai Babas, I think. I remember from afterwards when I was looking, like, who's Sai Baba? Like, why is this guy like super special? Or like, what do I need to know about him? And I don't think I need to know anything about him actually, but. There's more than one, and he's the one that uh, somehow had some sort of relationship with James Dean and also showed up in James Dean's car as James Dean was flying off a cliff, and James Dean <laughs> changed James Dean's life. I don't even know who James Dean is. I just know this story. And James Dean apparently kept the crunched-up car for the rest of his life as like a reminder like of how fucking crazy life is and that this guy could bilocate. Sai Baba could be because he wasn't in the United States even when he showed up in James Dean's car as he was flying off a cliff and nearly dying. Um, so that <laughs> is who Sai Baba is. And he came that day through that guy to give that message. And so... I think we're here. I think it's starting. It's not actually as bad as I would have maybe imagined in like all the movies that were shown and like the zombies. Hey, knock on wood, bitch. Don't talk yeah. too serious. <laughs> no, it's, even, that's, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's going to be easier than we think to, to hold the light, whatever that means to you during this time, which is really to just be a good person throughout it. You know, that's like all we have to do. I like how you say that. Like <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. Just be nice to people. Yeah. You know what the hard. best Don't way to be a sorry. You have a lag, remember? Yeah. Uh no, best way to be a good person is to not be an asshole. That's the first step. Just don't be a dick. And then if you just keep doing that, you generally start to be nicer. Yes, exactly. Well put. 
All right. What a wrap. Dude, thanks for that story. That's crazy. I've never heard that story from you. Oh, good. Amazing. Well, then, I'm glad I wasn't boring that I was repeating myself. I feel oh like God, I just I was boring. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty crazy day. What you here's one last little cherry on top. That was what, what I said three or four years ago. I have a not good sense of time. But I just this last weekend, weekend before last, uh, was at a spiritual event and it was the exact same one. <laughs> I didn't really know that. I didn't put it together. And I was like, oh, this is an event that travels around the whole country, actually, and goes to all these places. And I was like, that was the fucking thing I went to. And now I'm at it with a booth and giving talks like he did. I would have never, if you told me that three years ago, I'd have been like, and now I'm like, yeah, giving talks about psychic shit at a fair. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So did you see him there or did he enter your head as a light bulb? I was thinking, yeah, I wish he did. I was thinking about him the whole time. I was like, wow, this is like, so, because part of why I was thinking about him the whole time is like, I want to remember that that's like who I am for other people now is I'm the person who's not pretentious and will help them or give them whatever they need or like, you know, connect to them, whatever they need to connect to if I can um, at this place, because people like me walk in here going, this is all stupid bullshit, but everyone who's here is here for some reason. So I'm going to be that. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Well, give us your plugs, whatever. I mean, besides your book, obviously go buy the book, rogueways.org. You can buy the key. Uh, anything else? You're on Instagram. I put your information up on all the stuff, but you know, Thank anything you. else? Yeah. You want to say. All that stuff. You can uh, listen on any podcast app to Rogueways and sometimes Middle Path, but Middle Path is for supporters and subscribers. So if you want that, that's the juicy spiritual stuff that you can get if you want to. And I also have this other book, All Endings Are Beginnings, that I like to share with people as well, because it's also channeled in a slightly different way. It actually is channeled as the end of every episode that I do, which I figured out at some point was channeled when it turned out that like whatever I was saying in the end had happened to connect with all the things we talked about in the show even though I didn't know what we were going to talk about in the show and I was like oh okay so these are channeled too and it's all the endings of the show but um you can use it like an oracle or like a daily message so people send me crazy stories from this all the time where they're like ask a question open it there's your answer and how like perfect it is for what they were asking and I'm always like I'm no longer surprised because I again didn't even write this but I love that you can use it that way because it's way easier than learning tarot or I Ching or any of these other things. So that's also a good one if people want another spiritually sort of um, inspirational book that's also available on my site or anywhere else. That's awesome. Uh, people do that with the Bible, too. But everybody's got a Bible. Pick up a Lindsay book instead. Get a fresh outlook. Don't go looking into Proverbs. Everybody sense. knows that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Have a good night. Uh, ben, Lene, thanks for joining us. Jen, thanks thank for you for joining us. In next good seeing you, Lindsay. Nice to meet you too. Thanks, guys. It's been super fun, as always. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody in the chat. Uh, Everybody on audio, you know you can catch the video on Rockfin. You can also catch Lindsay on Rockfin. Thank you. Have a good night.